Talk Live. 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line. 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Again, 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. Like I said, the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever you want. But uh, you can also go to the website at freetalklive.com and share what you want there. There you can upload or link to, I think is the right term, link to stories and blog posts and videos or whatever you want. And people will vote them up, vote them down. You can do the same. Uh, That's freetalklive.com. So let's get started with the content here, Stephanie. And, yes. I, you know, one thing that I think that we've talked about on this show uh, a great deal is is kind of the, the, the crappy decision we have between major party candidates. Oh, crappy is a nice way to put it. Yeah, it's the best I got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're what, what's the old saying? There's not a, a warm cup of spits difference between the two of them. And I think that it's kind of an accurate statement. Not really that much different between these two candidates. And right. That, well, we saw Obama repeat all of George Bush's policies pretty much, especially when it came to war. And, you know, he was being touted as this peace, peaceful uh, anti-war president. It had that feel and that he's going to be all about transparency. None of that transparency <laughs> transpired. Yeah. He's uh, the opposite of that. Mark, you may want to turn your volume up just a little bit. I, I noticed you're a little low. Thank you. So anyway, it is a crappy choice between the two candidates. And uh, I think we're going to get into something here a little bit on the show called, um, well, it's from a blog called The Skeptical Libertarian. This is a blog that focuses on sort of... Uh, debunking conspiracy theories and also from a liberty point of view. So I think this is interesting and it's kind of in line with what Free Talk Live does because, you know, occasionally from time to time we get some kind of more conspiracy themed callers, people calling in and wanting to know what we think about 9-11 and stuff like that. And I think humans in general are predisposed to conspiracy theories. Um, I mean, and and radio is too. I've listened to radio shows and they're all conspiracy oriented. It it sells for for sure. I mean, I think... Rush Limbaugh was always talking about the the Clinton war machine or whatever, as though they (laughs) ran the Democratic Party. If they ran the Democratic Party, then Hillary Clinton would have been the the nominee and likely the president in 2008. Well, she was the one who started the vast right-wing conspiracy term, right? Right. I mean, so I think that it's, it's really common this whole idea of of conspiracies but i like what you you always have to say mark when somebody um wants to bring this stuff up which is that look there are so many things that are right in front of our faces that we don't have to go through extensive research to prove that show that the government is not benefiting us in our lives they're not working in our best interest they're you know they're doing things that we don't want to pay for and we don't want to endure and they're obvious and they're documented yeah they're not hidden away under some brand plot, you know, of people trying to suppress them. So so here from this this blog, the Skeptical Libertarian blog, we've got six... Whose blog is that? Do we know? I I don't know who the Skeptical Libertarians. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the Skeptical Libertarians. But David Beer wrote this particular article called Six Non-Conspiratorial Reasons That Democracy Produces um, Pathetic Candidates. He says, as America's favorite uh, reality television program, the presidential election aired its latest episode this week. As I've argued previously, presidential debates and television debates in particular degrade public discourse by their very nature, regardless of who the candidates are. Nonetheless, it is hard to ignore the two men seeking to be chief executive. And he probably means that they degrade public discourse because there are just so many um, tricks like people are not um, 
you they're using rhetorical tricks to try to push their ideas on people. They're not proving them to people with logic and evidence. And I reasoning. would agree, absolutely agree. When you look at these uh, these campaign ads and they they sort of uh, attempt to debunk each other on the internet, I mean, they're not telling you any. They're they're not attempting to put forth truth. No, it's just kind of name calling, and I think that turns a lot of people off about politics, even if they can't necessarily articulate why they don't like it. It's just kind of not that appealing on a base level and it's it's a very violent kind of rhetoric and because of his record i think that uh, obama has had to had to be a bit more honest in this campaign through his uh his, through his campaigning than romney has he's the one in in the office and everybody knows what he's doing whereas romney has attempted to be sort of this chameleon i don't like obama's presidency at all but to some extent, I feel like I've been left with, um, you know, a, a more honest Democrat versus a less honest Republican in the uh, and I'm I, I'm a elected Republican. Um, you know, I've office held Republican. <laughs> I wouldn't so, say you're like the typical Republican. I'm certainly though. not typical. But, you know, I mean, at the same time, this is this is how I've been left. I want to clear that up for I'm, our listeners. Not that I'm going to vote for either one of these guys. Um, yeah. Let's take Adam calling in from uh, oh, Minnesota. Sure. Adam, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? I'm, I'm a libertarian, and um, I just started being a libertarian on learning about it and stuff, and it seems like it needs to be the right direction where this country needs to go. Uh, what do you feel on that? And uh, another question is, do you think we're going to start looking like Greece? I mean, if nobody's going to start voting for any candidate, aren't we going to start voting for a third party? Okay, well, let me um, let's let's talk about the first one. I like the Libertarian Party better than um, all the other crappy libertarian uh, crappy parties out there. Um, I tend to right. think that uh, that political parties are that th- that what it takes to to make it um, in politics does not make for a person that I would want to make it into politics. If you know what I mean, and they're that, power seekers. Anybody who seeks power, whether they're going through the D's or the R's or the L's or the Greens or whatever. And the libertarians, to some extent, want to – it's like playing house. They're playing political party to some extent, and they, they tend to scrap over um, this, that, and the other, and it, it seems like a lot of infighting. And It is unfortunate that they really are systematically excluded from the political process, Absolutely. Though. It's wrong. And, I mean, that's one of the reasons that I think that politics is not the solution. I've been a person who's been interested in liberty for a really long time, actually, probably like, oh, maybe – Uh, 13 or 14 years. And when I first started out, I became interested in the Libertarian Party because I didn't really see any way that any change could be made, you know, meaningful social change could be made outside of the political paradigm. But as I learned more about liberty and I expanded my mind and my ideas, I realized that there are definitely significant ways that social change can be made. And it doesn't take voting. It doesn't take um, government to implement those things. It's about our ideas and our education. And so for me, I've I've checked out from the political process completely. Adam? Yes. I agree with that totally. Uh, And my second question, of course, was, I mean, aren't we going to start looking into these third parties? Uh, I mean, Greece is starting to because they don't like anybody. I, you know, uh, you want a prediction from me, or do you want to, uh, you want what what I think is the right thing to do? There are lots of people who say the, the U.S. Right is. To do. I guess that'll be okay. Um, there are lots of people who say an economic collapse is coming in the U.S., just like Greece. 
Free Talk Live has sponsored I, I, the third party. I look at that and I agree with that. It could very well. And one wonders what, what it would do to the nation if that occurred. But um, Free Talk Live has sponsored the free and equal debates. They'll be going on on November the 5th. They've changed from October the 30th because of the storm that's going through here. And it'll be the Libertarian Party uh, candidate uh, Gary Johnson debating uh, Jill Stein, yeah. the uh, uh, Green Party candidate. And, you, you know, I think that I, I think that it's a good idea to bring more voices into the political discourse. But to some extent, I kind of feel like America has the political parties it deserves. The fact is, until people can figure out how to count, how to use math, how to understand how their vote works, they're never going to they're never going to break out of this mold. People say that you're throwing your vote away if you vote for a third-party candidate. But there's never been an election, not one election for a president. And there's been thousands of elections for president in this country. If you don't know what I mean, then you don't understand the political process and should never cast a vote. But there's been thousands of elections for the, for president in this country. And none of them have been decided by one vote. So to suggest that I'm wasting my vote by voting for a third party doesn't understand math. It's right, a... I agree with that. I always vote for a third party. I, I mean, and I look at it like Clinton and uh, and what happened with Clinton and um, and the Republican Party there. I mean, they liked each other. Plain and simple, they worked together. Oh yeah, you there are pictures. Doesn't you know? You have a president now that Republicans don't like, so they're not going to work with him. And I think that has a lot to do with it too. Well, I think that, uh, you know, to some extent they attempt to work with each other, and yeah. you know, after their presidencies, after they've milked whatever they're going to milk out of the, uh, <laughs> the I was, American when, people. When um, Adam said that, I was thinking of the picture of um, Bill Clinton and George Bush Sr. They were going to like, like the Philippines playing or something. golf together or something. Yeah. yeah. Best buddies. <laughs> yeah, I can see why they do a photo up like that, too. Adam, thanks, thank you for the call. 855 855- Four five zero three seven three three. Your thought on political parties? On my uh, statement that uh, one needs to understand <laughs> one needs to understand math before one on votes. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society: the wheel, the printing press. The Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. So, Stephanie, Adam called in, and I kind of feel like I didn't entirely answer his questions. And I felt like his question was, you know, more, what do we do about this mess Mm-hmm. in this country. And first off, I'd say, well, first take a deep breath because you can't do anything, do much yourself about this mess in this country. But you could do things for yourself yes. when it comes to the ideas of, of liberty and mm-hmm. freedom and things like that. Set and yourself free. Yeah. The best answer, I think, going at this time, uh, the, the sort of real answers that exist in the real world, things that you can do something about, is the Free State Project. You can continue to vote for libertarians, or you can hope for a freer world, or you can 
work on the Rand Paul 2016 for president campaign or whatever oh, it is that you want to do. do that? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, some people think that that's the that's the path. And it's cool. That's fine. Whatever. And but one thing that I think that's really the thing you can do is the Free State Project. You can sign up at the Free State for the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. The and free if he's a newbie, he may not have heard of it yet, but it's possible. It's um the reason we're here in New Hampshire, right, Mark? Right. I picked up, uh, moved my life from Florida up to New Hampshire, and the reason that we did it was for the Free State Project. The Free State Project is a movement of 20,000 liberty-loving individuals to one state. The intent, once they get there, is to work, to, uh, you know, the, make the all, pra- all practical efforts towards the cr- uh, creation of a society where the maximum role of government is the protection of life, liberty, and property. Some people think that that's too big. Um, and whatever you, you know, however you define government is up to you, uh, you know, but there are a lot of liberty lovers that have picked up and moved to New Hampshire and more than more than 1100 at this point, mm-hmm. And they've had a great deal of effect on the government. And there are 13,000 people who are pledged to move to New Hampshire. That's right. At some point in the future. So, I mean, I think the 1100 are the ones that just couldn't wait that were so excited about it that they wanted to be here right now. And I'm among those. And I'm so, I'm so glad I live here. Honestly, I hear from a lot of people who who don't live in this community, I guess, in New Hampshire, who sound kind of hopeless and frustrated, extremely frustrated about what's going on. And they feel kind of lonely also because there aren't that many libertarians or people who are interested in freedom where they are. But being here in New Hampshire, um, sometimes it can be you need a little bit of a reality check, honestly, oh, yeah. because it's easy to surround yourself with kind of a libertarian bubble. Imagine the libertarian echo chamber. <laughs> Imagine a libertarian uh, a government where, uh, you know, the state government where there is a libertarian veto. Or imagine no, no government. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know where it is. I mean, you'd have, you're going to have to go imagine. to an island um, where, <laughs> where you sit by yourself for no government. And I don't think that humans, frankly, can live without government. But um, that's a that's a. That's a semantic discussion for yeah, another day. I guess so, I won't get into it now. But <laughs> Well, you can if you'd like. <laughs> Freestateproject.org is where you go to sign up. So do you want to read the article? Or you want to talk about what I believe uh, about government? Um, why don't we just read the article? Okay. We've talked about it so many times in the past, but we've kind of come to an impasse. Yeah, we're absolutely going to stay at an impasse, too. Um, <laughs> so this is six non-conspiratorial reasons democracy produced such pathetic candidates. And uh, by the way, if you're a listener of Free Talk Live and you want to see the articles that we're talking about on the show in real time, you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook. I, I've just posted this article to both of those pages. Right. And the way you do that is go to news.freetalklive.com. If you go to news.freetalklive.com, you will find not only our, our email list, but our Facebook and our Twitter Linky thingies, too. Linky thingies. I mm-hmm. like it. Okay. So um, what's that? Go on to point number two. Oh, okay. So, well, we didn't even get to point number one yet. I thought we, you did. We were talking about how the debates degrade public discourse. Okay. That was just the intro to this this whole article. Um, so the author, who's David Beer, says, the reality is, is more disturbing. The candidates themselves reflect the fundamental problems of democracy. I don't believe democracy should be ended tomorrow, he says, but I do believe we should have a healthy fear of it. I want as few areas of human life handed over to a democratic mob as possible. I think that technocrats who could plan society don't exist, but even if they did, the democratic process would never discover them for at least six reasons. And he's talking about, I guess there are some theories that some people have that there are these technocrats that want to micromanage society, essentially. I think that they, they do. I don't know how successful they are. I think that they have some level of success. Before, yeah. But he's saying that even if they did exist, there's no way that the democratic process would uproot them and uncover them for the following six reasons. One, democracy's basic premise is false. 
He says it remains impossible to separate the democratic idea from the theory that there is a mystical merit, an esoteric and ineradicatable rectitude in the man at the bottom of the scale, wrote H.L. Mencken in Notes on Democracy. What baffles the statesman is to be solved by the people instantly and by a sort of seraphic intuition. And uh, he's talking in old timey language here. Mm -hmm. But this notion is so utterly without merit, so baseless and so absurd as to need little rebuttal. Yet no politician could survive five minutes under democracy without appealing to its validity. My platform expresses the will of the people, each one of them claims. So they're all claiming to represent the will of the people, but they really don't. Yeah, every Um, politician uh, claims that. Political platforms aren't created in a vacuum. They reflect the underlying ignorance of the people. In America, political, quote, action is more common than political knowledge. There's no need to list extensive polling information here. Voter ignorance is a banality and a cliche, not a controversy. The problem is much more basic than just philosophic and economic illiteracy. More Americans can name the three stooges than the three branches of government. When, That's probably true. More Americans probably can name the three stooges than can name the uh, the three branches of government. And that's just the, the very, very tip of it when you start talking about, you know, I mean, even if you can name the three branches of government, it doesn't mean you have that you should be voting. It, well, it, I don't think, you know, I think I kind of disagree with his his whole point here, because I don't think any amount of knowledge or, um, you know, elite uh no Gnosticism, knowing what's going on, gives anybody the right to choose a ruler for somebody else. I agree with you on that statement, but I also really it annoys me when people say, oh, I like his hair, you know, and vote for a candidate because sure. of his hair or something like that. Sure, but how are they set up to um, hold those views? Like what happened to them growing up? How much was their critical thinking not not only not encouraged, but like actively discouraged for them to be able to say, I'm going to vote for this one because he's more attractive than the other one, or he's taller, or I like his skin color or something, you know? I mean, really, that's not a very good reason to... <laughs> to it's far more your... common than we than anyone would like to imagine. It is. It is. Um, the short, fat, bald candidate, not going to go anywhere. Right. Yeah, I mean, they wear lifts in their shoes at the debates to look taller. They have to look, quote, presidential. There was... Remember there was a, um, there was a historic debate... I think it was Nixon and somebody else right, yeah, back, okay. back in the 70s where Nixon was like sweating and mm. he didn't look good on camera. Apparently JFK had a bit of a disease that made him a little darker and that was good for television. Oh, yeah. Addison's disease. Yeah, right? that's, yeah. The, that's the term. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So he looked he came off looking good on camera and people voted for him because he looked presidential. And that was one of the first televised debates. So, I mean, it just shows this. It's so arbitrary. It's not based on their ideas or how qualified they are or anything. And I mean, he's kind of the author of this piece is kind of beating up on people in this um, in this article. But I don't think that's really too fair. Like if they're not interested in politics at all, is it on them? Is it their responsibility to learn all about this system that they have no interest in? I kind of feel like the political process has spiraled down um, into mediocrity. Maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I just have some kind of. uh, I don't think it was ever lofty to begin with, really. It could be. You could be right. And maybe I'm completely wrong. But I just I I find the discourse around people not understanding how they can vote for third parties just to be really, really sad. Yeah. There are examples of ancient Roman candidates slinging mud at each other. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Quantum Vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed, with brain implants and artificial gravity. 
assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. QuantumVibe.com from Big Head Press. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. If you're looking to get some precious metals, do it at gold.freetalklive.com. There, we've teamed up with Midas Resources to bring you some of the best prices you're going to be able to find on gold and silver that you can hold in your hand. That's the best way to have it. It's, again, gold.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live gets a little cut. Gold.freetalklive.com. You know, the Mises Pieces need a theme song. That's right. I would love to hear Hannah Hoffman compose a jingle about the Mises Pieces. Hannah Hoffman's jingles do not come free. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they're they're appropriately priced. Well, if you heard the Quantum Vibe ad or the... That uh, has been stuck in my head for a month. Yeah, she's got... I'm almost mad at her because She does great, great jingles, no doubt. (laughs) And the uh, Porcupine Realtor ad also. Let's take Phil calling in from Michigan. Phil, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi. I'm actually uh, the president of an organization called Michigan Open Carry. Michigan and Open we've Carry. been, I called on the show before about this case. We've been dealing with a case with an organization called the Capillary District Library. It's a part of the government. <laughs> they, uh, it's, it's a government sponsored library, pretty much. Okay. And Michigan has a firearm preemption law that says local units of government can't um, make regulations or ordinances about firearms. Firearms, rather. Okay. But the Capillary District Library has decided that, you know, preemption doesn't apply to us, so uh, we're going to ban guns for the library. Um, so Michigan Open Carry, my organization, became involved in a lawsuit with the Capillary District Library. We lost at the circuit court level, which is a local court. We took it to the State Court of Appeals, and this last Friday, uh, this two days ago, um, the Court of Appeals came down with a decision that says, no, the library, you really can't ban guns. You're part of the government. Wow. I can't believe it. I mean, I, I'm stunned that the appeals court really, you know, that's that's the only place where you seem to get any level of justice, if you get justice at all, from the legal hey, system. This, this, this has a precedent statewide, by the way. I imagine it does, yeah. So, uh, so what's the library going to do about it? Surely they're not going to let people coming in come in with uh, open carrying, right? Well, you know, uh, they have a few options at this point. They could ask for the, the Court of Appeals um, to re- rehear the case in Bonk. That's the whole court. Or they could uh, take the case up to the state supreme court, mm-hmm. and they have forty. They have forty-two days, I understand, to do that. So they could also go private and uh, be foundationally funded. Many, many, you know, many libraries. I, I would absolutely welcome that. I uh, bet you would. I'm a very uh, philosophically libertarian-minded person. And I would welcome them doing that and, and making whatever rules they want. Yeah, and I think that this is uh, – many libraries have gone this way, and I think that this is the best thing when it comes for libraries because really, you know, I mean, as far as – it's not a money-making project. It's it's not a project that makes a heck of a lot of sense. What percentage of, the, of a given municipality's population uses a library? Why should I? <laughs> and who reads paper books anymore? I mean, well, some people do. I some suppose, people do. It's and getting it, less and less common. Lots of people use the library, and I'm sure they want the library. But uh, I'm actually a fan of an idea that I've uh, been tossing out called Bookflix. We got Netflix. How about a Bookflix? Oh yeah, I like that. 
I, so, I bet the copyright holders of the books wouldn't like it, but I like it. <laughs> I think that some people like to go to the library too. That there's, you know, there's there's something about the library experience. But when maybe five percent of the population uses the library on an annual basis, why should the other ninety five percent pay for it? Sure, because it somehow educates 5% of the population? I mean, really, is this an efficient way to educate people? I, I don't know. And if it if a library is run on a for-profit basis, maybe they'd be better at getting people through the door. I mean... There have oh, got to be for-profit libraries out there. I think generally they're libraries that are foundationally based. Uh, you know. the, the, the big part about this case is that um, is we were concerned, because this is a quote-unquote library authority. Basically, you get two governments together... They, they uh, get in bed together, and, and a uh, baby government comes out, and it's called an authority. Yep. Uh, it's called a special district someplace else. Oh, my. It's got different names in different no, parts government of the reproduction. And it's not cute. But, government <laughs> reproduction, exactly. So, Thanks. But uh, what we were worried about is that, that different places might come up with a downtown development authority, and all of a sudden, guns would be banned off of sidewalks or a city parks authority, yep. and then... Uh, guns will be banned in the city parks. Oh, if there's a th- thanks for the call, Phil. I appreciate it. If there's a open carry law on the books, I don't see any reason why a governmentally funded uh, library can ban guns. And I think that this sure. is, you know, the, it, this is one of the things that uh, you know makes it make the whole government things messy when yeah. you get when you force everybody together. Of course, they're not going to get along. I mean, if so how I'm, can a representative so-called represent two people who disagree with each other indeed. about something like How could they? Yes. Well, we can get back to this article about six reasons democracy produces the worst politicians here from the skeptical libertarian. Um, so the second reason is the first reason that we covered, um, and we've cut these down quite significantly now because I uh, want to... Just save on the text. The first reason was that dem- democracy's basic premise is false, that the the politicians are serving the will of the people when they're really not. N- uh, nonsense. <laughs> and the second prim- Everybody knows that the government is, it's, it's, a gov- it's no longer a, gov- a government of the people, by the people, for the people. It's a government of the lawyers, by the lobbyists, for the corporations. Oh, good one. I've never heard that. Well, I've been trying to work. I've been working on it, but I, I still haven't <laughs> written it down yet. So the second point here is in democracy, the most ignorant voters determine elections. And so basically boiling down his point here, it's that there are some people who are going to vote for the Democrats and there are some people who are going to vote for the Republicans. About the same number of each, right? Like pretty much 30 percent of each. 30 to 40 percent of the people will vote for Stalin if he runs for Democrat (laughs) and 30 to 40 percent of the people will vote for Hitler if he runs Republican. Oh, my My God. We got to keep Stalin out. (laughs) So, um. There are these swing voters or these undecided voters, right, who are somewhere in the middle floating around and they're not sure who they're going to vote for. There's the swing voters. And that's who the politicians are competing for in terms of their votes. But when you actually do studies on the swing voters, they're incredibly um, ephemeral, not very informed about the issues. They're undecided because they're just waffling and actually holding up signs at a polling place can have a huge... Some of them are like me where they're like, oh, God. Really, I would have to choose between the two because <laughs> if if somebody held a gun yeah. to my head, my head and said you're going to vote for one of the two major party candidates, mm-hmm. I'll vote because I understand that voting doesn't matter much. It's not like you know if I vote for Obama or Romney, it's really going to make a difference because they're, neither one of them is going to win New Hampshire by one vote. It's right. highly, highly, that's highly an, unlikely. That's another point that he actually gets to in this article. But apparently the New York Times did a study on undecided voters, and it found that they're 
less knowledgeable about politics and much more likely to say that they follow news and public affairs only now and then or hardly at all. Mm. So they're not really paying so much these attention. aren't the people that you want to get out the vote from. Right, but they're and determining why, the elections. This is why I've always hated these get out the vote campaigns. Let's rock the vote. No, no, rock your butt right back home because you don't belong. I mean, if you have to be convinced to get out to vote, then you shouldn't be voting. <laughs> I I don't I can't endorse voting for anybody actually. I endorse voting for the people that I think are worth uh, voting for. <laughs> so point number three, um, voters are rationally ignorant. If they're not just ignorant; they they are have yep. an incentive to be. Ignorant. I've read an article on rational ignorance. There's when it comes actually to, a to whole voters. book. I think it's by an economist named Brian Kaplan, and it's called "The Myth of the Rational Voter." Mm-hmm. I want to say that you had him on Free Talk Live once or something, or I, I know I heard an interview with Could him be. somewhere. But um, anyway, so not only are voters ignorant, but they lack good reasons to become informed. No single voter will ever decide an election. So apart from simple curiosity, few have any incentive to educate themselves. So that makes total sense. It's like, why should you bother spending a ton of your your time and energy learning about all the issues and trying to become as knowledgeable as possible when your vote is not going to determine the election. Well, not your vote, but you could you can sway the election in other ways. I mean, you can do more for the election by putting a yard sign in your yard because you might get two people to vote. Or donating money. Or donating or money. Holding or a sign at the polling place. Writing That's, a letter to the editor. It's actually scary how effective that is. It is effective. Yeah. I had a lady who said, I was holding a sign for somebody. Um, actually, uh, you know, and I'm standing next to the, uh, the opponent there and... Uh, you know, she said, I always vote for the people who care enough to come out here and hold the signs. What are you kidding me? <laughs> Regardless of what their policies <laughs> Get are. Get back in your car and go home. <laughs> well, wow. here. And if you don't, read this. <laughs> read this sign because I'm holding it. It's crazy. Yikes. So the next point is that voters are passionately ignorant. I guess we'll find out more about that coming up here in a moment. Uh, I'm passionate about their ignorance, too. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free. Call in line. Your thoughts on voting? 855-450-3733. Hi, I'm Tim Cummins, here to remind you that whenever you look in the mirror, you see a person of amazing ability, a person that people love and cherish and want to be around, a person that gets things done and is an an excellent individual in every way. And when you think about that, you remember that verbal surgery changes you from the inside out. So check out my podcast at verbalsurgery.com. Yeah, baby. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Christmas time's coming up and lots of people doing lots of shopping. If you do your shopping online, say you're doing it through Amazon, go to shop.freetalklive.com first. That extra couple of clicks, the moments that it takes you to go through shop.freetalklive.com is extraordinarily valuable to free talk live and you get the same prices and the same services you normally get but we get a little cut it's shop.freetalklive.com it's mark with you and stephanie 
So, Stephanie, you were uh, telling us what was the, the six rational reasons. I'm sorry. Oh, the six reasons that, well, this, excuse me, the six non-conspiratorial reasons that democracy produces terrible candidates. Okay. Yeah. And so we were on number four. And voters are passionately ignorant is his fourth point. Worse than being ignorant, just simply ignorant, America's political mob doesn't realize its own condition. It still holds political beliefs with all the conviction of a Sunday morning preacher. Voting provides Americans with a low-cost way of expressing their biases, fears, and hopes. People use voting to demonstrate their altruism or their commitment to a cause. That's absolutely true. You know, um, yeah. this is... So, <laughs> here's this, a great example I had was in... Um, in Florida, they the only way to get sort of a referendum through in Florida was to modify the Constitution, mm-hmm. and you could do that. I think it was with a two-thirds vote, but yep. maybe it was with a 50-50 vote. I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Either way, um, you know, if something sounded good, it would get on the ballot and it would make it way, its way through. And the idea was somebody put on the ballot is uh, the government should make a super fast train that would run from Tampa to Orlando to Miami. Oh, boy. So here the supersonic choo-choo was, uh, <laughs> you know, this multi-billion dollar uh, debacle. And three years later, it went on, it passed by 70 percent. And then three or four years later, after they had found out that basically they'd spent millions on donuts and uh, blueprints um that then they they passed uh the referendum oh, to geez. undo it wow and, at least by they the didn't same, kill anyone like the big dig by the same number <laughs> well the big dig i don't think was ever voted on oh yeah probably not the big dig was something that. that politicians can stick to that because yeah. the, the voters don't have any so the voters <laughs> here by 70 percent they just oh my god what a disaster and you could just but they so, had passed it by 70 percent too right yeah. now if you want your super fast choo-choo to work you should have got these millions of people to vote that voted to give you $10 because they would have never done that, <laughs> right? Like their yeah. vote is free. Your vote for this stupid plan that cost us millions of dollars cost, you know. Yeah, because somebody else is paying for it and they get to look good. Like this article says, they're using it as a to demonstrate their altruism, right? Oh, it'll be good for the economy. It'll be good right. for poor people to have a train. So, And somebody else is paying for right. it, so what why a, not? What sure. a dumb idea. What are you going to do when you land in Orlando and you don't have a car? Ah, here, welcome to the train station. This is where we knock you over the head and drag you off into the bathroom and do whatever. It's crazy. Oh, oh my. Well, you don't think these things happen at yeah. stations? Oh, sure, they do. They do. They do. So, let's go to, let's take some calls here. Okay. I'm not even going to take a shot at this name. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Um, it's Lauren. What's your name? What's up, Mark? Hey. Lauren. Lauren, yeah. hey. How you doing? Good. What's on your mind? Yeah, I heard you guys talking about um, conspiracy theories earlier on. I think and, we um, were talking about the lack of one, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, and this whole voter thing now, I, I, I mean, most of these guys, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I know that um, 9-11 was an inside job, you know? Okay. I just look at the evidence. I look at World Trade Center 7. I see it like exploding like imploding not exploding imploding mm-hmm. on itself you know and it, it, it's just unbelievable a lot of people have died in connection with 9-11 you know the dc madam she had information on 9-11 um apparently she committed suicide that's when i haven't heard yeah i haven't heard that you know uh barry jennings he was an official yeah um, i forgot his um his uh ranking 
But he was the well, and of course, all the people who died in the actual towers themselves, right? And, and in the airplanes, right? And in the resultant wars that have happened because of this. And I mean, I don't know about you, Lauren, but what, like, what do you, what do you hope to, like, do you do outreach about this, about these ideas? And if you do, what do you hope to accomplish from it? Lauren? Thanks for the call. Is Lauren still there? Not anymore. He's not. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he had a connection problem, if that's the case. That's he can eight, call back. 855-450-3733. Must have been the New World Order handlers that took That's right. You can't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Bilderbergers will make it so you can't call in if uh, you start talking about them too much. Here, let's go to Steve in North Dakota. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, Mark. Hey, Stephanie. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that I really um, enjoy... Um, Quantum Vibe. Quantum Vibe. I the... really love the theme song. Yes. Me too. Uh, commercial. So let's that let's tell so people awesome. what it is. Hold on before you go on, Steve. Uh, Quantum Vibe is a comic. comic. You can find it at what quantumvibe.com. Com. Quantumvibe.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, thank you. You sing that quite well. I'm glad I didn't have to. Uh, Hannah Hannah Hoffman, one of our uh, longtime listeners, and uh, she does the the jingle there, and she's done a couple of jingles for um, our advertisers, and it's been great. So go ahead. And right. Scott Beezer draws the comic, right? Too, so I can appreciate the musicianship of the uh, of the jingle. It's a little more complicated and technical than a lot of people give it, give it credit for. Mm. Um, but the main uh, thing that I wanted to talk about, and I'm sorry I'm going to have to hang up because this is not a very good connection from my end. Okay. But I wanted to say that the, um, the people with the yellow I support the troops bumper stickers on their cars, I wonder what they would think if they discovered or, or learned that in the military uh, being the military people don't generally regard civilians uh, very highly they uh, they call them puke civilians slimy puke civilians uh, when I was in the military one of the worst insults that you could be called was uh, a civilian that you know when you're in boot camp your uh, PC or drill instructor whatever he'll if he really wants to insult you isn't that where uh, he'll call you a just as a side, isn't that where Puke Puke's name came from? We have a co-host, occasional co-host of Free Talk Live named Puke. I'm not and sure where he it came was from. in the military, and he got that nickname in the military. He did, but I'm confused if it means that it's a civilian. But you have, we'll have to, to ask, ask him. him about I don't know. That. Steve, right? So, so um, go ahead. What's, what's the question for us? So they don't think highly of civilians in the military. That's what he was saying. Yep. Yeah, that, I guess that's the point. Is that is that. Uh, is that Civilians are, are looked down upon. They're considered to be lazy, lazy, useless, uh, weak. Uh, you know, every bad thing in the in the world is that's that's how civilians are regarded. And I just I just wanted to throw that out there because you know you see these guys with these yellow ribbons. I support the troops, and they sort of blindly almost worship them. But yet uh, the the troops themselves regard the people with the bumper stickers as basically rubes and you know lazy and worthless. So in general, not. You know, not I I know Steve has to go, but I have to say that I bet I bet if you're in the military that telling yourself the story or the convincing yourself that civilians are actually lazy and worthless and we're so much better than them because we're protecting them and they're so ungrateful makes it easier to get through the work that you're doing, which isn't necessarily very pleasant, you know? Yeah, I mean, to some extent, uh, you know, not that, that I'm making an excuse for them, but I I could see that that might be why that they would 
believe that? Thanks for the call, Steve. He's uh, dropped off the line. Okay. Yeah, and you know, I think that the that quote from um, Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men is really indicative of a certain type of of soldier out there you know i you want me on that wall you need me on that wall because when you're at those little when you're at those cocktail parties and you're laughing with your friends i'm out there in the rain on the wall keeping bad men away or whatever the the statement is and he did it certainly better than i and he had plenty of time to practice it i i haven't um you can't handle the truth you can't handle the (laughs) truth i want the truth you can't handle the truth that one and it's great and it's it's a great great line and it really kind of shows what some of the thought process is and you know that's what you're told you're told that you need to be out here but to some extent the military is a conflict-based organization that creates its own problems and it's no doubt that you need to be able to protect yourself in this world and that militaries are essentially the organizations that we've come up with to protect ourselves against the biggest threats i wouldn't claim that but i i kind of feel like Every single one of the conflicts since 1946 hasn't really been something necessary for the United States to get into. Right. It is. I know technology is getting better and, you know, less people are dying in war. That's I guess that's a good thing. More limbs blown off. But there is a great cost to war, not just in terms of financial and dollars and cents. You know, the people that are forced to pay for it, whether or not they agree, but also a personal cost to the people who participate in it, the soldiers and and the military people. And if they're going to do that, there better be a darn good reason. And nowadays, war isn't even declared. There's not a darn good reason, right? That's certainly not declared. Yeah. Not worth declaring a war. Hasn't been since 1942. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. You give us a call, talk about anything you want to talk about here on the live Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. But the show is about your call, so let's go ahead and get to some calls here. Let's take uh, Adam calling from Alaska. Adam, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Did he just hang up? Well, he's calling from Alaska. Anything could have happened. <laughs> All Ad, the best. If Adam, if you want, you can call back if you had a connection right. problem. Normally we do yeah. one call a night, but if there's some kind of connective, connectivity issue, which seems to be going on, maybe maybe it's us. Who knows? Or the Bellburgers. Let's go to Keith in uh, South Carolina. Keith, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, I wanted to respond to what the uh, previous caller said about uh, uh, the military looking at uh, people who are civilians as wimps. And I kind of think that is 
civilians fall. Uh, my dad and my a lot of my family is in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, when you consider the fact that people in the military train and they defend our right to say stupid things like that, and then some someone over here comes and 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 uh, calls them, you know, fascist and and all these other rot names like a lot of these people, uh, like Obama. And you know, I mean. I don't know that. Hold on. Before you go on, on. Uh, Keith, I don't know that I've ever heard Obama call the military fascist. And Steve, the the caller called in, I believe was career military, Navy. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that. uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, I stand correct. But my my point is you have so many people putting down people in the military simply because they're doing their job. And I, uh, my thing is, I can't actually say that I blame people in the military for coming off with with that attitude, the way that we disrespect them. Whenever I'm on base um, and, you know, I see someone or I see someone at the mall or I see someone downtown wearing a uniform, I shake their hand and I say thank you for everything you do do, do for our country. And they, they, they're like, I very rarely hear that. Well, if we thank them more, now I've heard a lot of troops come off with, towards civilians in I, that attitude. I've heard a lot of troops that say that they hear that a lot, actually, uh, that they get thanked a great deal. And and the reality well, is that somebody, I mean, c- civilians are a large population of people. They they don't all have the same mentality, right? So some people might be grateful for the, for the military. Some people might be critical of the military. They can't all be lumped in together, right? And I kind of wondered to, to myself, Mitchell, I think that, um, excuse me, Keith, we, we all we all do our role, right? And isn't our, all of our roles, aren't they all important? And why does one right. think... There are a, lots of jobs where people train really hard and even risk their lives to provide the services that they're providing, right? And everybody Taxi always, drivers uh, is a very, very difficult job. Roofers, um, fisher, uh, people, fishermen, people fishermen is, die yeah. a great deal. Yeah. So, I mean, does anybody thank the fishermen for their service? Well, they should. And, 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 I mean, I agree because I'm a former Peace Corps volunteer myself. And in, 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 when you're in a developing country and you're the guy there and you don't really speak the language, you know, uh, that can, you know, but I don't compare that, of course, to the military. I'm just saying that um, I know there are a lot of people out there who thank the military, but the way that the mainstream media uh, with all the stuff that they put out there, um, which is why I'm thankful for shows such as yours, that you would think that everybody is criticizing people for doing their jobs. Well, these people actually defend the right for people to make statements like that. What evidence do you and have, though? I, could, uh, I can understand Keith, why. Keith, Keith, wait, wait, wait. And not all military people feel that way about civilians. A what, lot of Keith? Them what evidence do you have that the military is defending anyone's right to speech? Isn't the military really just doing what the government tells them to do? And is the government a great protector of speech? When, when someone goes into the military, they take a vow to defend the Constitution. The, yeah, against uh, enemies foreign and, and domestic. And that includes the First Amendment, the right to free speech. Sure, so we do police officers. We the only country in the world that allows people to speak against their government without having to go to jail. Okay. Uh, and 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 we are basically, our system of government is the standard that a lot of other governments are trying to 
to copy. So, I mean, basically, uh, the yes, they're doing their job, but their job is is there to defend the Constitution. Part of the Constitution, the First Amendment specifically, is, uh, gives us the right to free speech, as long as it's not treasonous um, or you know, physical okay, threatening, so, Keith, libelous, slanderous, and so forth. I gotcha. Um, now, let's be clear, though. The, um, the they also take a, a, a vow to follow orders, and that same that same oath that includes a oath to the Constitution says that they'll follow orders. And it's really difficult for the for an individual in the military to decide whether or not a particular order is constitutional or not. I mean. If if I take a an oath in the military to defend the the country against enemies foreign and domestic, then what I'm saying is is that if somebody who's in Washington D.C. is violating the Constitution, I should take my M16 and go shoot them. That's what the oath says, not what I'm saying. And the fact is, the military has been very bad about taking care of people that violate the Constitution. I think the United States government has moved a, very far from the Constitution. The Second Amendment. There are 20,000 gun laws in this country when it says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. When you were talking about the right to free speech, there's no caveats in the right to free speech in the Constitution. It says the freedom of speech. Congress shall make no law. And that doesn't mean slander. It doesn't mean libel. It doesn't mean yelling uh, fire in a, in a crowded theater. It just means Congress shall make no law. Well, actually, the Supreme Court ruled on that. In the I understand. And you can't. Right. And that's okay. the point that I'm trying to make here, Keith, is that when you and it, you, thank you for bringing it around for me and you did a really great job on this. The Supreme Court is the only organization that gets to interpret the Constitution. What you think of the Constitution, what I think of the Constitution don't matter. It's nine people in robes and actually it's five of them because they only need a, a majority. So it's five people in robes that get to decide what the Constitution says and then the soldiers follow it. So the soldiers really are the armed service of the Supreme Court. They're not, they don't defend you and me. I, I don't agree. I, I, what <laughs> I, the, because no soldier is required uh, and I, I remember this from when the Ollie North thing came out uh, in the 1980s. Uh, this was pointed out. No soldier is required to uh, obey an order that he knows is illegal yep, it's or true. unconstitutional. It's true. That's a true statement. I would ask you, you know, I guess the, the question that all comes down to is this. We know that the Constitution is uh, being, you know, the, the buffeted all the time. Um, and it doesn't seem like it's a lot of soldiers that are, you know, asking those questions. Soldiers are generally following orders. There hasn't been a war declared in this country since 1942, but the soldiers do what the president says. Um, don't you think? And that they so have a choice about whether they're going to be soldiers, right? It's not just their job that was assigned to them and that they were called up, they chose to go into the military, right? Right. I mean, exactly. They... We don't know. We no longer have a draft. Right. We well... no longer have a draft. So those soldiers, where they go in for that fifty thousand uh, dollar signing bonus, they go in because they're patriotic. To make that choice. We no longer have a draft. We haven't had one since 1972. Right. And we haven't had a war since 1942. Wouldn't you d defend a soldier who said, well, I'm not going anywhere unless they de declare a war. I'm not picking up a weapon um, uh, in malice against an enemy unless uh, the Congress declares a war. Wouldn't you defend that soldier? Uh, 
Uh, I would defend his right to do that. Yeah, See, that's I, the soldier I, think, I want to thank. But, but we all, but, but but we all follow orders. We all follow orders. I try to follow uh, as few orders as I can. As const- I disagree with them. The Constitution says that Congress should, uh, you know, declare war, and they don't, Isn't and the soldiers an follow it. <laughs> anyway, thank you for the call, Keith. I appreciate it. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. It's a live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. You can call in, talk about whatever is on your mind. That's how we do it here on Free Talk Live. If you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com has the name brands that you need at the very best prices. They've got knives, Ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, anything that the outdoor enthusiast needs, and at the very best prices you're going to be able to find on the Internet. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and with the coupon code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, you'll get an additional 5% off. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. Coupon code FTL. All right. Let's go to... Mitchell in Texas. Mitchell, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you guys doing? All's well. Great. Well, I just finished watching the Cowboys lose again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Oh, man. They just can't seem to beat New York. Some yeah, uh, these, these rivalries. Yeah. Well, you know, the, uh, they had a little fact. Since the Cowboys built that new stadium, uh, New York has won every single game in Dallas. Mm. It, must, uh, it must make you proud your tax dollars went to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't live up in Dallas. So okay. I'm in, I'm in South Texas, but I'm go. still a Cowboys fan. Your tax dollars probably still went to it. Yeah, they probably, they probably got some from somewhere. <laughs> well, I, knowing Jerry Jones, I, I suspect that's right. <laughs> so what's on your mind? Uh, I call, I, this, you guys got a great show. I really kind of got hooked on your show. and, and uh, Cool. We I like to hook you. <laughs> I'm sorry? We like to hook you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the the gentleman that called in about the military and civilians, you know, I, I spent six years in the Marines in the 70s, uh, five active, one reserve. And actually, I was a drill instructor. Wow. And if you, if you ever watched the movie Full Metal Jacket, you know what I used to do for a living. Was it like that? That movie, the, the boot camp part of the movie was about 98% right. Okay, that's pretty, that's pretty right. Well, you know what they say about Texas, right? 
No. Nothing from Texas but steers and queers. Well, right? <laughs> come on. Is that what they say in Full Metal Jacket? Yeah, that was that? in the yeah. movie. <laughs> that's the part that's well, wrong? No offense to the caller, of course. Well, <laughs> They say that about Montana, too, and the sheep, but we won't get into that. <laughs> they got sheep in Montana? Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I, listen, I just have to respectfully disagree. I, we were taught to respect civilians uh, when I was in, and, and, of course, being over 30 years ago, but, but uh, I, just, I just have to disagree with that gentleman. I, uh, we didn't have any disrespect for civilians whatsoever. Now, when I was uh, that, when I read a, a and I found this, you know, it's 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 motivating enough that I remember it. I read a Tom Clancy novel where the um, that uh, they said that something basically Marines would uh, salute a light post. That uh, the suggestion is is that you would uh, have respect for everybody, I guess, uh, because you would have respect for a light post. Um, is, do you think it might be different in the services? Well, I I, I can't. Tell you about the other services. Right. Uh, I, I can only speak to the Marines, but you know we've been doing it over 200 years, and it seems to work. Uh, uh, and we, you know, seem to win most of the time. Uh, I, you know, I think a lot of what he may be saying is just hyperbole, and and you know, there's there's sayings that happen in the in the Corps, and and there's comments that are made, but but so- I can just tell you, in in you know my six years, mm. uh, that's just simply was not the case. That's, so that's, civilian wasn't a, an insult? No, okay. not at all. Maybe that was his experience. I mean, maybe they just yeah, had different experiences, must have been. but it's good to hear from somebody else. Sure. Thanks for the thoughts, Mitchell. I appreciate it. 855-450-3733. Let's take, uh, is Adam in Arkansas now? Maybe this is, <laughs> Adam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's going on? Where are you at? We're all in Arkansas. Okay. Uh, I want to say, uh, first of all, thank you for your service to this country, uh, Mark and Stephanie. Appreciate it. We're Stephanie, right? Yes. It is Stephanie. I think that's the first time anyone's ever thanked me. Uh, I'm not serving. I'm working. (laughs) Oh, okay. Go right uh, ahead. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, I want to say that I I believe that you guys are shooting yourself in the foot when you you, uh, make fun of conspiracy theorists, people, because... Do I? He's probably talking about me. No, not not just you. I've heard Mark and Ian, and pretty much every single person on the show make fun of people who are fans of somebody like Alex Jones. I think that uh, I think that people like Alex Jones have a lot of listeners, and I think that uh, they're doing more good for the liberty movement than than negative. And you know, like making fun of people who believe in the FEMA camps and September 11th and all that other crap. I think that when people really look at some of these conspiracy theories, like September 11th, and when they finally accept the fact that it might have been an inside job, they kind of change their mindset on, hey, maybe our government doesn't have our best intentions in mind. Well, and yeah. so I think that in that way, it helps the movement more so than, you know, we don't want these crazies in our movement kind of thing, you know? Now, I've got... Um you know, I've I've got pictures with Alex Jones. I think Alex Jones is a nice, sincere guy. Um, I'm a huge fan of Alex Jones. So great, obviously. And I do not, uh, I have not, in the last year, made fun of uh, people who believe in conspiracy theories. If you've been living, li- listening for a long time, yeah. I used to uh, certainly have some thoughts in those uh, areas, but what I've come to the conclusion of is, I don't know. I don't know what happened on September 11. 
You don't know what happened on September 11th. And frankly, right. Alex Jones doesn't know what happened on September the 11th, <laughs> 2001, yeah, in uh, New York. And, you know, there's some interest. If you could do an interesting and popular show, and by all uh, by all measures, he's it doing popular. it. Yeah. He's doing a very popular show. He's huge on the Internet. And that's awesome. I think it's true. I think it's true he does more for the liberty movement than he does harm. I do think that... Uh, some people are turned off by the conspiracy theories. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, well, I mean, I absolutely agree. Like, you know, my dad, my dad is the kind of person that he believes that any conspiracy coming out of Democrats is absolutely true. You know, Obama's a Muslim. He wasn't born here. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But if you talk about the like, 70s, he's like, well, we don't know what really happened. So, I mean, it, it all depends on who you're talking to sure. about it. But I think that most people... When you, I, I guess the best that it does is it helps people to understand that our government isn't our, our best buddy and is always looking out for it. You know, well, I, I, I got I, you. But I'd like to. Really helps in that way. I'd like to jump in here because I, I think I could make an argument that there is some cost to believing in conspiracy theories. And just to tell you where I'm coming from, I appreciate the feedback. I don't want to sound like I'm making fun of anyone. I want, oh, no, you know, I mean, no, I'm not offended or anything like that. OK, <laughs> good. I'm glad to hear that. And I don't I certainly don't want to alienate anybody, um, although I have had some negative experiences um, and really negative experiences with people who were espousing conspiracy theories. I've had people literally like yelling in my face, uh, wake up and uh, about GMO foods, about 9-11, about every single thing. And when I would try to say, you know, I I don't believe this because of X, Y, and Z, they would call me a sheeple and call me different names and say I was a New New World Order plant and all kinds of, and it just went on and on. So I think that sometimes these issues can distract from important things that we can see really obviously right in front of our face. The government is not serving our best interests. There are really concrete things that we can talk about instead of focusing on conspiracies that are a little nebulous. Adam, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark. And Stephanie. So, Stephanie, uh, real quick, we had talked with, um, I can't remember what the gentleman's name was, um, in uh, about press, uh, excuse me, not press freedom, but uh, freedom of speech. The guy called the military in, defending your right to say whatever... Uh, stupid things you want. That's right. What, did he did he call it stupid or was that a Something different like that? Okay, maybe it was an inference. I don't know. I mean, and that's an opinion, right? Stupid. It's not Absolutely. objectively stupid, right? <laughs> and it was a uh, it was a guy in the military that had uh, spurned the calls yeah. um, 
early on. And I did look up the the phrase puke civilian as the guy, um, the, the Navy guy, Steve, called in and, mm-hmm. and mentioned. And I got uh, a bunch of references to it uh, oh, here. Okay. On, um, so there's, you know, this term puke civilian is not a unused term. Um, now, then the other gentleman calls in and says that they were taught to respect uh, civilians in the 1970s in the Marines. And, you know, may very well be the case. Anyway. Um, I wasn't able to find a chart of the freedom of speech in other countries because the, the claim was is that uh, the military protects the freedom of speech and that this is the freest country in the world when it comes to speech, mm. that every other country will lock you in jail. And I do have a chart here for press freedom, and I think that those two are related because yep. essentially freedom of speech— in the same amendment, right? <laughs> it's in the same amendment, and it's Not that the, the Constitution gives you rights, but they're related for it's, sure. It's the ability to write what you want down and, and distribute that stuff, yep. um, or you know, record it in this case, uh, broadcast it over the airwaves, press freedom. And the United States comes in rank number 47. Um, uh, yes, that, that means uh, number one is the most free, and that would be a place called uh, Finland and Norway, tied. Interesting. Uh, those two are tied. Doesn't and, Finland have the highest usage of uh, bitcoins, too? Something like yeah. that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, just a little Just tangent. looking at some, some that stick out here, uh, Estonia, Austria, Switzerland, Denmark, Sweden, New Zealand, Czech Republic. I'm just going to name the ones that I would consider not to be particularly free places. Jamaica, um, Nambia, Mali, uh, Organization of Eastern Caribbean States, Slovakia, Niger, wow. Lithuania, Uruguay. That's surprising. Tanzania, uh, Grenada. Didn't we invade their butts? Um, uh, Ghana, uh, South Africa. Yeah, there's a lot of places more free as far as the press goes in the United States. Some surprising ones. Botswana. Wow. (laughs) Where is Comoros? I've never even heard of this place. Taiwan. All these more free, supposedly, according to this chart, and this is uh, on Wikipedia, than the United States as far as press goes. If the United States military is fighting in order to protect your freedom of the press, they're failing. I don't know if they are or not, and I'm not saying that people in the military are bad or wrong or any of those things. All I'm saying is that I believe that the military is an organization that does what the government tells it to, not what the people tell it to, and not what the Constitution tells it to. That's what I believe. Yeah, hard to disagree with that. Hey, Mark, we got a tweet uh, real quick. I just want to read this. My broken kazoo uh, said on Twitter, I liked Alex Jones till I heard Free Talk Live debate him on immigration, and it blew my mind. Thank you for your service. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one needs to thank me for my service. I, I, <laughs> I work here and I, I make money doing it. But um, I, you know, I do appreciate people <laughs> enjoying the good. show. It feels good. I like to be thanked. There you go. There you go. I appreciate let's, your appreciation. Let's take Robert in Vermont. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Thanks for waiting. Hi, Mark. How are you guys doing All, tonight? All's well. Oh, hey, look, I'm sorry. I can't really hear you very well because I'm kind of breaking up. But okay. I, I, Ask the question listening. and you can listen on air. I've been I've been listening to you all night. I just needed to clarify. You're not against voting, are you? No, I am not against voting. Um, I you oh. know I, I think that voting. As a matter of fact, I've already voted this year. We voted absentee. I'll be absent from town on the day of voting. So um, you know, I, we've already voted. Uh, but I think that voting tends to be an issue of numbers. And when you're you know, I think you should be involved in your local process. And you should understand what the candidates are doing there, that you can have far more effect. People win and lose by dozens of votes in New Hampshire. And that's where I think your, your, your voting has more effect. If you don't want to be involved in the process, that's cool. Leave it to the people who do and who are informed in those areas. But um, okay. I'm, when it comes to voting for president, 
I generally think that um, statistically it's an insignificant act. And I would recommend voting third party because your vote will do more to uh, increase the numbers of the third parties and make them more viable than it will ever uh, as far as uh, voting for a presidential candidate because the numbers – it's a winner-take-all situation. So unless it's by one vote, then either way your vote was wasted. Uh, I'd like to uh, put a request in too if I can, Mark. Sure. If you can uh, hear me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to ask you if I could throw a name out there that uh, uh, that I'm going to endorse for presidency, if that's okay with you. Go right ahead. Endorse away. Okay. His name is Rodney Dale Class. Ro- this guy, uh, <laughs> I, I posted his name on your Facebook page. Okay. And this guy really seems like uh, he really wants to try and help the people. Okay. And I think that... Uh, you know, people should at least take a look at what he has to offer. He has, you know, his own little talk show. What's his website? And then again, he's on Facebook. It's, he posted it on the Free Talk Live Facebook page. So if you're go friend the, the Free Talk Live uh, on Facebook, and then you'll be able to see this guy's page. Robert, I appreciate yeah. the call. Thank you. 855-450-3733. Let's take Lauren calling in from New York again. <laughs> hey, Lauren. Yo, what's up? <clears throat> Hey, did you get disconnected before? Nah, I accidentally hit the mute button. On it happens. Oh, yeah. Uh, it sucks. Yeah, but um, I've been living in New York all my life, and I personally know that uh, 9-11 was, a, was an inside job. You know, um, and I'm sorry that uh, Stephanie, I believe, uh, had a negative experience with some of the 9-11 truthers. Yeah, but, thank um, you. I'll tell you guys this. There, there's no way a couple of people uh, in, you know, Afghanistan or Pakistan evaded a $50 million uh, defense apparatus. I mean, there's no way that's going to happen. Why not? There's I mean, no why, why couldn't uh, people get uh, box cutters on planes and then fly those planes into buildings? Well, first off, um, the whole thing... Uh, did it really make any sense? You know, Osama never admitted to doing 9-11. I mean, if you look on the FBI... Lots of page, criminals have not admitted, uh, admitted to crimes. What difference does that make? Well, if you look on the FBI page and you look at his wanted poster, you can see that 9-11 is not listed. Yep, that's a true statement. <laughs> 9-11 is but not that doesn't listed. But ma- that doesn't matter. I mean, is, you know, why, if they, you know, obviously they didn't want the guy anyway. They shot him in the head. Oh, well... Supposedly, they shot him in the head. Okay. But, uh, Bez- you know, Bez- I can I just uh, jump in here? Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I just want to make a statement. Um, I mean, I, I think you could make a good argument that there are a lot of people who, um, that the 9 11 um, truth movement has made s- serious inroads. There are a lot of people who believe that 9 11 was an inside job or JFK various uh, versions of lots that. Lots of people believe in the JFK. Uh, a conspiracy theory too well right so i mean there are so a lot of people who believe this or who subscribe to that in some way but i don't really see much being done about it like the some of them want the government to investigate itself they had the 9-11 commission and that was a disaster that's always my point there's not much that else that that's happened to bring justice to the people who you know are need it so i guess i'm just wondering like you know, what What would you like to happen, Lauren? I mean, what do you want to see happen from this? Well, I already, already had this uh, discussion, with, uh, discussion with Ian. I, I know I'm already pre- uh, preparing myself. 
you know, in my head, psychologically, I'm running all the scenarios. And I know, I know exactly what's going to happen. The people are are going to overthrow the government. We're going to take down the government. I, I already know this. We're going to use 9/11. We're going to use the JFK assassination. Uh, but the JFK okay assassination, assassination was widely accepted, and I mean, there was somebody who came out on his deathbed, right, and said that yeah, the conspiracy was yeah, true, but e. E. nobody Hunt. overthrew e. the government. Hunt, he was a CIA agent. Lauren, yeah. do you know that this will probably be the most voted in election in history? More than half of the American population, like close to 200 million people, will vote for Crap Sandwich A or Crap Sandwich B. Are these the people that are going to pick up uh, arms and storm Washington, D.C. in the name of 9-11? We only need a minority. It's true. 855-450-3733. I'm not planning on doing that. Not interested. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition. We've been full of calls talking about politics and the military and those kind of things. 855-450-3733. I like how the the Sunday show is actually becoming... Almost on par with the Saturday show as the as far as the amount of calls that we're getting. Like, yeah, we it seems like it's really them. filled up lately, which is awesome. I think people are stunned um, that there's something live on the radio. Uh, <laughs> on and a, that uh, we're Sunday talking night. about the topics that we're talking about. <laughs> Let me tell you real quick before we go in here and uh, about Bitcoins. Bitcoins are an online, peer-to-peer, open-source currency. It's money for the Internet. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money, even micropayments, without having to pay any fees. So you can send somebody a penny on the internet. What would it cost you? A dollar fifty to send somebody a penny on the internet with any of the other payment services? <laughs> Bitcoin makes it easy. And uh Bitcoins are you know they're uncrackable. They cannot be counterfeited. They cannot uh, no one can inflate a Bitcoin currency and you can use blockchain.info to send Bitcoins to somebody who doesn't even have a Bitcoin client. You can get a Bitcoin client by the way at bitcoin.org. But you can send with the uh, blockchain.info's online wallet. You can send to people via their email, your Facebook friends, or anyone's cell phone number in just about any country around the world. And you get it for free. That's blockchain.info. You want to find more about Bitcoins, you go to weusecoins.org. Let's go to Jeff in California. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi. Well, I was just, um, I guess I was calling about relationship advice. Oh, cool. I like to hear those kind of questions. I actually have my own show. It's called Pork Therapy, P-O-R-C Therapy dot com. And it's uh, a lot of the show is about uh, relationships, sort of from a liberty perspective. So go ahead. You know, that's perfect. And I probably that's probably why I'm calling tonight, because I know you're here, Stephanie, and I know you have that show. Um, So and this is a very liberty oriented relationship question. So 
I've been married for the past, uh, oh God, 15 years now mm-hmm. to my lovely wife, and we have actually a very good relationship. We get along very well, uh, and I'm, but um, she is, she is a uh, what I like to call, although I don't say this to her face, an authoritarian leftist. Okay, and so she's going to be voting for Jill Stein this next election. We do have very. We have points of agreement about a lot of things, you know, about, you know, we're, we're in disgust about things like drone terrorism and mm. wars in the Middle East and, and on all sorts of things. But then we part company and have kind of angry discussions whenever we choose to debate about, you know, uh, things like, you know, taxation and force and, mm. and things like that. You know, so and when, it, when you, you first met, um, before so, before you got married, Jeff, were you were your political views different, did, or were hers different? Did it did something change along the way? Um, when I first met her is when I first started reading. Uh, I was in college, and I had just started reading uh, Thomas Zaz. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you guys are familiar with him. Yeah, he was yeah. a anti psychiatry psychiatrist. Basically, he was uh, he has a book called The Myth of Mental Illness, where he argues that. You know, uh, mental illness is overdiagnosed, over medicated, um, not real in a lot of cases. In every case, I think would, he would say. I, I should I should stop you. Actually, I think you're confusing uh, Thomas Zaz with Peter Bregan. Uh, he's because uh, Zaz oh. would say himself he's not an anti psychiatrist. I see. He um, actually feels there's nothing wrong with psychiatry per se. He had argued just really that it's all about force. That he any mm. any psychiatry that is you know forced upon a person against their will is not psychiatry. It's, you know, it's assault battery. Yeah, thank you. I I appreciate that clarification. I know he has another book, too, called uh, Coercion as Cure. Maybe that more encapsulates what he's uh, about, or was about, because he recently passed away, I think, last month. He did. He was a a wonderful man. He introduced me to, apparently he was very uh, influenced by Hayek, I think, Mm -hmm. and and he, he introduced me to libertarianism and all that, and I think when I first met my wife, I had started waking up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had been a minarchist for many years, sort of a small government, you know, libertarian person. And I think mm-hmm. over the last few years, especially after starting to listen to you guys, I've uh, I finally crossed the Rubicon, I think, to... I, I really have trouble finding a good argument for how the state at all is of value. I mean, I just, I just I see it as so malignant in just almost every area. So that's where I am now, and so I'm really looking towards someday, because life is short, maybe moving to New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually honestly kind of scared to bring up this subject with my wife, because I'm afraid it'll just, you know, turn go downhill quickly. So yeah. I'm not sure how to bring it up, and I was wondering if you guys had any suggestions. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a great question, and actually you're not the first person I've heard ask a similar um, question and you too probably mark one thing i would suggest is that there is a event that happens every year it's called the porcupine freedom festival or pork fest for short it's a camping event and i think maybe somebody who's into i don't know things that are traditionally associated with the left might be into pork fest it has a little bit of that woodstock feel to it it's a lot of people camping out in the woods and they're libertarians and so maybe if you could plan and a left trip- libertarians and left libertarians yeah um and i might I might sympathize with them myself, actually. Hello, but, hello. Oh, Jeff, are you still there? Do you hear us? Maybe Jeff can't hear us. 
Okay, well, we'll keep talking about Porkfest. So if you can plan a trip to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, um, that would be a great... I dropped his call just to... There was okay, confusion. sorry about that, Jeff. Yeah, so I guess we'll... Maybe he'll still be listening on the radio sure. and he'll hear what we're saying. But um, a lot of people who have had uh, partners who aren't so sure about this whole liberty thing, or maybe they're liberty curious, I like to use that phrase, uh, invented by Carla, the president of the Free State Project, um, they come to por- the Porcupine Freedom Festival and then they meet some of people in the community and they decide, hey, you know, I'm more open to this than I thought. Um, another thing I would say is that I, I, I'd i like to give people happy advice and to give people, you know, <laughs> advice that they want to hear. But there are quite a number of people who are in long-term couples that I've seen and they disagree about the ideas of liberty. And, you know, sooner or later it comes to a head and they just decide that they, they don't want to be together anymore because these things are so... You've seen this happen? Oh, yes. I've seen this happen mm. many times. Even some people after they moved to New Hampshire, they realized that they weren't as compatible as they, they once thought they were. Okay, Jeff's back. Oh, Jeff's back. Great. Hey, Hi, Jeff. sorry about that. I just, I suddenly was yelling, talking into my phone and not hearing anything. I didn't like how I heard the conversation going, though, when I just, <laughs> I, this idea of, I, I, I don't want to convince my wife to think the way I do. That wouldn't be any fun, and I don't think that's even possible either. But I but I, I, I do, personally, I just, the reason why I feel like I need to bring this up is because my, my blood pressure just suffers from living in California. Yeah, I, sure. When I, and, and I've been having, I, I, I basically heard Ian having one of his, yet another one of his lectures with one of the callers yesterday about anger and, and how bad that can be for a person. And I'm, I really, that's just really resonating with me. And, mm-hmm. and I just think it would do such wonders for me if I could actually just be around some people finally who I don't really have to explain myself to or yeah. argue with or just kind of just get it. Yeah, it really, really, it made a big I'm difference really for me. to that. Do it made have, a big difference for me. Do you it, have the means to um, winter in California and summer in New Hampshire? That might be a compromise that you could reach. Yeah, that's a few years down the line, though. But I, mm-hmm. I, some, I, another free stater suggested this to me online is, you know, take take her to take her to a pork fest and then convince her to get a vacation home. And this particular free stater <laughs> said, I was in your same situation. And he said, and he said, now we've, we've been living in New Hampshire ever since. So, mm, yeah, and the, we did. I don't know if you were hearing uh, Jeff, but we were. The first recommendation was the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Yeah, was uh, right. Uh, come here, check things out, and I think that that's and, uh, probably what, the best advice. One more thing I want to say to Jeff is that I like. I I really like his approach of like coming at this whole situation of you know I don't want to make or believe anything or convince her of anything because it's not going to work. Well, yeah, but I mean. Be, People come to ideas when they hear them and they like them, yes. right? And it's really hard to force somebody, I think impossible, to force somebody to believe something, right? And so maybe over time, I mean, does she like to listen to Free Talk Live? Maybe you could introduce her to some of the podcasts. Um, you know, my show is something that a lot of people like who come from the left. Uh, there's a book, there's an audio book, actually, that I made called Markets Not Capitalism. And it's a collection of essays that kind of tries to bring people from the left into uh, the ideas of liberty. So maybe she might enjoy something like that uh, or have her call in. <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe I, um, maybe I can convince her to do that. I, I think she would find it a little threatening that I would try to force her to not force her to, to have her listen to my you know, propaganda. You can do a so, change. Uh, you can do an exchange whatever. though. Uh, Ian has suggested this in the past is, mm-hmm. Hey, you give me one of your books to read, and I'll give you one of my books to read. Yeah, so, or, hey, this is really important in my life, and I want to share about share it with you because I care about you, right? 
Jeff, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Good luck. 855-450-3733. Call in with, well, whatever. We've been talking about the military and relationships and politics and voting. All over the place. Yep. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. Again, 855-450-3733. If you want more Free Talk Live, we've got it for you. And it's free. Go to archives.freetalklive.com. There, you can get MP3 archives going back as far as 2006, all for free. Every hour of Free Talk Live, free for you, there at archives.freetalklive.com. Every other radio program out there that I can think of that's on commercial radio is charging for their archives, or at least most of them. Not Free Talk Live, we give them to you. Archives.freetalklive.com. Let's go to any Calling from Missouri. Annie, you're on Free Talk Live. How you guys doing? All's well. Great. Good. Stephanie, you have a lovely voice. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I am really sorry that, like, 9-11 truthers have gotten into your face. Um, <laughs> Has this I, happened to you? Well, no. I'm a, I'm a truther, and okay. I don't do that to people. Okay. I don't ever even bring it up unless... It comes up in some way. Mm. But what I wanted to um, touch on is I think anybody, you know, that when they say that there hasn't been a draft, I think that's incorrect. I think there's been a poverty draft. Poverty draft, okay. And I think that um, the people that have joined the military, like, after 9-11 are, I mean, I hate to say this, but I think they're suckers. I because look at how we treat the military poorly when they get injured. This and is the thing when they come home. This is what I just don't understand. Is often I, I guess you have to trick eighteen to twenty year olds into going into this, and because they get treated so badly on the way out, their um, minds and bodies are broken. And the recruiters aren't exactly honest when they are trying to get people to join. I mean, a, a couple of years ago, they really had a hard time getting people to sign up and they were offering all kinds of bonuses, but then it turns out it's more difficult to get the college money than they promised and people can't cash in on those yeah, things and they so don't get the I, VA benefits and everything. So yeah, go ahead. I wish people would wake up about that. And because I, I, you know, I mean, it is a poverty draft. There, you know, there's a great video that I like to promote um, sometimes on Free Talk Live. It's called Before You Enlist, and it's from Veterans for Peace and another organization. But it actually interviews people who joined the military 
and talks about what happened to them and families of people who lost their kids in the military. And this is and, the only people that um, any, you know, like the, the military proponents will listen to is it has to be veterans. And, uh, you know, these these are the only people that have any kind of credibility in the area. I mean, you know, you, the taxpayer, just have to uh, pay for whatever the military's adventures are and smile about it. And that's the only thing you can do in order to be a good person. Oh, by the way, you have to well, thank have them. You, have you guys ever listened to Joyce Riley? I've no. heard the name. Okay. She was in the first Gulf War. Okay. And she talks a lot about the vaccines and, you know, the, oh, the Gulf War mandatory... syndrome. Pardon me? Oh, the Gulf War syndrome. Well, the Gulf War syndrome and the mask. You know, the mandatory vaccines and, you know, it's like it's they're used as guinea pigs. Yeah, you hear people say they they got sick from them. And actually, I mean, there are. Oh, gosh, I heard a soldier say once that you can't get tattoos while you're in the military. And they use this like to basically illustrate that the government owns your body when you're in the military. They treat Uh you as such. Well, they call it the government issue. They call them GIs for a reason. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call, Annie. 855-450-3733. You know, I've heard this concept uh, that, you know, you're not allowed to get tattoos, but I've seen all kinds of soldiers with tattoos, so I don't know how they do it. I guess they Uh, hide them. Well, maybe they had them or they just violated the rules. Who knows? Yeah, I think it was probably like... But regardless of that, I think it, it is a solid point that they treat you as though they own you when you're in the military. Absolutely. I mean, I think that I don't think that there's a soldier, sailor, airman or marine, a coast guard person out there that's going to disagree sure. that that you know the government treats you like they own you. And that's what the the claim of the poverty draft is. So, you know, there yeah, you go. Yeah, the reason one of the reasons I really like that vi- that before you enlist video is because it shows um it it shows a wide variety of people, like all different backgrounds and races, and it it shows a couple of women talking about sort of some of the things that women face in particular in the military because there's a high incidence of sexual assault and rape and all kinds of stuff. That's and and they talk about you know look I had I didn't have very many like I remember there's this one kid he's talking about look I didn't have very many options you know I grew up I didn't go to a very good school I'm in this bad neighborhood what else am I going to do and then this recruiter comes and says yeah you can get college money you can get all this stuff but they tell you that but it's not really true because it's really hard to cash in on that stuff later. I don't know I mean I've heard some people say it's easy some people say it's hard I don't know Um, Mm. you know frankly I'm not that impressed with college as an option anyway but if you need it to if you need it to have a better you know, education, maybe that's it. Let's go on with the article you were reading. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, I guess to just bring our listeners up to speed in case they're just tuning in, we were talking about six reasons a democracy produces pathetic candidates, and we were on number five and six. And so if, if you... Uh, if you missed the first four reasons, you can go to archives.freetalklive.com or go to Free Talk Live's main page later on tonight and listen to the archive. Right. At about 11 p. Eastern time, it will be up there um, at freetalklive.com, the, the front page. And you can get the last seven days there. So reason five that uh, democracies produce terrible candidates are that democracy rewards ignorance. Politicians who fail to stroke the democratic mob's biases and play to their irrational fears lose. If your campaign requires educating the ignorant, teaching the illiterate to read, and leading babies to their first independent intellectual step, politics naturally selects against you. 
In real life, people receive feedback from reality when they make financial or social mistakes. In politics, everything is about concealing that reality from the voter. That makes perfectly good sense. Um, you know, if you do, you know, that, um, I mean, you know, I, I think about a Republican who perhaps was would try to come up with a reasonable immigration policy or a Republican who might say something like, um, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's um, talk about gay people's right to contract with each other um, in marriage. Let's look at this as a contract, as a governmental contract, as it really is, as opposed to, you know, some institution that's been passed down or something like that and how that would go for them inside the party. I mean, these are just reasonable ways of looking at the um, and I am a Republican and that would go very, very poorly for them. Or a Democrat who said, hey, look, Medicaid, Medicare is unsustainable. That twenty-five that uh, people who are receiving t- Medicare right now are, have paid twenty-five cents for every Medicare dollar they're receiving, and they're talking about how they've earned it or Social Security, and that's and that's the complete truth. Although it's not popular to say that because people want essentially magic to happen. They want funny sure. funny math, you know, where they well, they want other people to pay for it. They yeah. they want to use the government as a um, in, th- in that case they want to use the government as an agency to steal for them. Yeah, and actually that is the next point. Uh, number six, reason why... Uh, democ- Hold on to it. Let's take uh, George okay. in North Carolina. George, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, this is George from Weaverville, North Carolina. And I was drafted. I wanted to go back to that a little bit. Okay. In 69, I'm 66 years old. And my first paycheck, well, it wasn't a check that paid in cash. I was in the Army. Paid once a month was $98. I remember it well. Uh, we went downtown and bought a couple of beers and a couple of cartons of cigarettes and a Zippo lighter. And uh, How we much did broke. a beer cost then? Uh, you could get some for 20 cents. Wow. Yeah. 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 That just shows uh, the inflation that's happened over that time. Oh, yeah. Tremendous amount of money. But I wanted to speak on the idea of the... Uh, ownership that you're a slave property in there. Mm. I did not like that. I I moved on up real fast. I was only in 21 months. I was drafted for 24, but I found uh, a way to get out. Seasonal occupation. And uh, I had to go back to North Carolina and pick tobacco. Mm. So, uh, you know. George, I, I want to hear more. Um, could you hold the, hold the line for me if you would? You can give us a call at 855-450-3733. We'll talk to George here in just a minute. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends, you like Free Talk Live, like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's a SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever 
you want to talk here on the, uh, talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark and Stephanie. I want to tell you about a book. It's called Strategic Survival, and it's you can find it at strategicsurvival.com. If you're tired of general preparedness and survival advice with no reason or context behind it, or you think that the single scenario focus of survivalists on TV shows is just silly, strategicsurvival.com is for you. With all the fear hyping, do you sometimes wonder about the reality of historical and potential disaster situations? This book will help you understand what might happen, and they have a bunch of different scenarios, and how it might affect you and those you care about, and what you can do about it. And I think that's one sentence really sums up the book. What might happen, how it might affect you and those you care about, and what you can do about it. It includes recommendations for training and practice for, so that you can add confidence and experience and covers budget and schedule-friendly solutions, ranging from equipment and improvisation ideas you can carry with you for, um, to more permanent infrastructure. It's a great book. Check it out, strategicsurvival.com. They've got it in whatever form you need to get your reading material in. I am intrigued by that. Strategicsurvival.com. can you download it as an e-book because the hurricane's coming, so people might not have time for shipping if they order a dead tree copy. Thanks for mentioning it. It doesn't, nece- I mean, this isn't necessarily nuclear apocalypse or anything like that. There's all kinds of different reasons you're going to need survival skills. Oh, yeah. I think skills. that's the most likely reason you'd need it, right? It It is a reason that you're going to need it. I mean, I remember in Florida, the power went out um, at my house for a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the power's out. It's happened what do you do in, about that? in New Hampshire several times in the past. I remember um, one winter, I think it was like 2008 or nine. there was an ice storm yep. that downed power lines for like two weeks. So Abs- absolutely. It can anywhere. It's, it's scary. Mm-hmm. It can happen anywhere. And it, when, it, when it happens in New Hampshire, the cold will kill you. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> let's go to George. In North Carolina. Uh, back, back to, to George. George. George, you had uh, mentioned that you were drafted in, I think it was uh, 68, and that your paychecks were a whopping $95 a month. And yeah, 69. That's close enough. Okay. 69, summer of 69. And a whopping paycheck. But that, we had six general raises while I was in there, not counting promotions. I came out in E5, which is Pretty good for a guy only staying in 21 months. Yeah. And um, my pay went up a lot because of preparing for the all-volunteer Army. They have to pay those guys more than us draft guys. That's true. Sure. And uh, uh, But things like if you got a sunburn, you were subject to get an Article 15 for destroying government property. I have heard that. And wow. I, I didn't like that kind of thing. Even They at make a, it abundantly clear that they own you, huh? Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. you didn't even voluntarily join the military. You were drafted, so that's, I, I, I think, drafted. twice as much of an affront. Uh, it, well, I only had to pull up two years instead of four or three as the other guys, which was something. And, but I, it's not all ugly and bad. But the main thing is I reserved the right to quit. And back then, you couldn't just say, oh, I'm tired of you. I'm leaving. I'm going home now. Mm. You couldn't do that. You did not do that. That didn't work. Yeah, I bet. In you up in the brig. But on the other hand, the VA, I've had heart problems. Mm-hmm. I've had stomach problems. The VA has probably spent 
upward of a million dollars on me on operations. So do you feel but like it's been good service? Up. Because because it could, this VA uh, situation can really go either way. We have uh, vets call this show and they say they get great service from the VA, and we have vets call this show and say they get horrifying service and that they think that their doctors are trying to kill them. And I've been, I've been to many VAs all over the country. Um, I've lived and worked in most states. I'm a construction welder and a welding inspector, and sent all over the place. And some are not as good as others, and I won't call their names, but some VAs are worse than others. I'm near Asheville, which happens to have a very good one, and another very good one is in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, I mean, superb, superb. I wouldn't be here without them. You know, so Excellent. Thank that- you. I appreciate it, George. I appreciate you giving us a call. 855-450-3733. It really can go either way on the VA. It's, it's very interesting to hear people's uh, opinions on it. Yeah. And back to the ownership point, I think the government kind of makes it abundantly clear that they believe they own all of us, whether we're in the military or not, whether we're drafted or not. I mean, George's case was exceptionally clear. I mean, destruction of government property if you get a sunburn. I mean, really? Yeah. But you know, in reality, everybody gets taxed, they get numbered, they have the social security numbers and its ID and, you know, it's all downhill from there. I mean, they, they do believe that they own the products of your labor, right? Mm-hmm. Your your income, they try to tax you on everything. That's what government says. I mean, yep. government basically, you know, it claims to own your body because it, it taxes your labor. In it certainly makes of, a lot of laws that apply to your body, too. Yep. It, you know, it, I mean, how, from banning tra- sodas and trans fats and stuff like that, prostitution and selling certain body parts. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they get into. That's or at least really, renting them, right? Uh, I was thinking of selling organs. Oh, I see. I thought you were but, talking about prostitution. But yeah, prostitution is, is another <laughs> case, sure. It, yeah. Anyway, let's go on with the article that you had as far okay, as... Okay, well, there's one more point last left point. about why democracy creates terrible candidates. The last one is an important one. It's that it creates a tragedy of the commons. So I wonder if everybody who's listening knows what a tragedy of the commons is, but basically um, the article is going to describe it here. Voters face what economists call a tragedy of the commons, a situation where shared or common resources, like fisheries, are depleted because every fisherman knows that if he does not take what he can now, someone else will later. So it's basically like communally owned property where everybody can access it, but nobody has an incentive to take care of it. They both basically all have the incentive to just take, take, take from it right. now and try who to cares imagine what it's going to be like in the future. Try to imagine a bunch of people that hunt for, a, uh, you know, for, for food living around a forest full of animals. Now, none of them own the forest. Right. And if they go into that forest, they're going to hunt the animals to extinction in that forest because they want as much food as they can get to put in their freezer and feed the people they want to feed or whatever. Well, it's not just that. They're kind of forced to do that or they're incentivized to do that. Absolutely. Because if they don't hunt all the food now, someone else is going to come along and do it because there's nothing stopping them. Right. It's and, absolutely the truth. And so it gets abused. So, and so it, where, whereas if somebody owns a piece of property, they decide who goes in and uh, takes the animals, when they take the animals, when the best time to take the animals is. Um, so, you know, you don't have the tragedy of the commons in that mm-hmm. way. I raise pigs. I have got a couple of pigs at my house. I, I guess that it sounds like I actually do it for a living or something. These are hobby pigs. Yeah. Um, but I got a couple of pigs at my house and. You know, we're we take good care of these are good, well taken care of animals. If they were out on their own and somebody was going to uh, hunt them and kill them, they might get them before they're too, the right size or you know before they've had a chance to breed or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You know, owning animals that's the way to go about uh, you know treating them the treating them the best and 
you know, getting the getting the most from it. So uh, this article says each voter has an incentive to treat the public treasury, treasury, excuse me, so government's money, right. like a, uh, a like a common fishery, abusively. Elderly voters steal from the young through Social Security. The young steals from the elderly on fixed incomes with low interest rates driven by inflation. The poor rob the rich. The rich rob the poor. The never-ending cycle of reciprocal plunder, to use Frederick Bastiat's phrase, is as inevitable as fish depletion in a commons. That's that sounds exactly right to me. Yep. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Comments on this or anything else. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, Buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Stephanie, you know, here on Free Talk Live, it can really go either way with uh, with calls. You know, sometimes we go just we just pound through show prep, and mm-hmm. uh, we read a lot of different stories, and, you know, people listen and they don't necessarily call in on it. And other times we get so many calls, we never get really get to the show prep. And sure, yeah. You read what the, the six reasons why, non-conspiratorial reasons why <laughs> democracy stinks or something like that? Yeah. And I thought you know, very interesting points made by the author there. And it's mm. from uh, the Skeptical... It was from li- the Skeptical Libertarian blog. Yeah, the yeah. Skeptical Libertarian blog. Real quick, let me tell you about BitInstant.com. BitInstant.com is a company that uh, from which you can buy your bitcoins. If you don't know what bitcoins are, you should go to weusecoins.org and find out what bitcoins are because I think they're an invention that's going to change the world here in relatively short order. I could be wrong. It's just my opinion, but I hold it strongly. And I back it up with the way I live my life. Anyway, go get uh, go check out bitinstant.com. They've got more than a million locations uh, that they work with in order to get you bitcoins in more than 30 countries. Again, it's bitinstant.com. They're the biggest and I'd say most trustworthy place from which you can get your Bitcoins. It's bitinstant.com. And Stephanie, you, you just read your story. I've got one here that... Uh, oh, is this about the R word? The R word. Okay, yep. I'm ready. This is a tough one for me. So I got this email and it came in from change.org. And mm-hmm. I think during the 2008 election, somehow or another, I ended up on change.org's website. And I think they were backing Obama at the time or something. I don't know exactly. But I don't think change.org really takes much of a position on okay. things. They just allow people to create their own petitions and then they can send them out. To it people. certainly is that now. It's a petition site. And on this petition site, sometimes they'll send out like their favorite one from that week. And this one is a petition here, and it's coming um, from a father, and I guess the father's name is Dennis Morgan. And it says, and it's addressed to me, as, as though he knew exactly who I was. Mark! <laughs> as the father of a special needs son, I can tell you, I can't tell you how angry it makes me when people use the word retard in a derogatory manner. 
One of the worst offenders is Ann Coulter, who this week referred to President Obama as the retard on Twitter. I'm a Republican, and I'm voting for not voting for President Obama, but that doesn't matter. This isn't about Democrats or Republicans. It's about right and wrong. And calling anyone a retard or retarded is just plain wrong. When Ann Coulter uses that word, she's telling bullies all over America that it's okay to make fun of special needs people like my son. Even worse, she's insinuating that my son is stupid or less human just because he has a disability. I started a petition on Change.org demanding that Ann Coulter apologize and stop using this hateful word. Will you sign it? Now, for one, he's taking Ann, Ann Coulter and he's trying to pillory her as opposed to everybody who does it. But that's fine. I mean, she's a she's a uh, you know, she puts herself she's out very there. prominent. Yeah. Yep. And she puts herself out and there. She wants to he create alleges that she does this constantly. That it's not just this one time. He claims that. Yep. Yeah. I don't don't know. know. I don't know. I don't pay attention to I certainly don't follow Ann Coulter on Twitter. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Um, He said uh, here, my son was born, when my son was born, the doctor said he had a 1% chance of living. He's been in and out of hospitals his whole life. He's technically died several times, but Caleb is a fighter and he always pulls through. My son has fought to stay alive for 20 years. He deserves better than be insulted by someone looking to score cheap political points. I know that Ann Coulter says things like this to get attention, and part of me doesn't want to give her any more, but things like this um, that she said this week were just too much for me, and she needs to know her words hurt parents like me and children like mine. If she wants attention, she needs to find it another way. And so I'm left reading this kind of wondering to myself. By the way, can we just interject one thing? There are about 56,000 people who have signed his petition. Yeah, and he's looking for about uh, 75,000 to do it. And I haven't signed it because I don't really know. This To me, this smacks of political correctness, and I think that there's value in political correctness, and at the same time, I think that it's a, I think it's a double-edged sword because it damages the, the language. With the term retard, A, um, what does it mean? It means a person who has some kind of you know, mental disability, right? Well, retarded means slow. Like yep. there's fire retardants, right? Like they retard the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so it means, I guess, a, a person who is slow. Um, I would say that that particular word has fallen out of favor as a way to describe someone with sure. developmental disabilities. Yep. Absolutely. Um, it's an, it's, I mean, I think that oftentimes it's used as an insulting word. Yes. It certainly was used that way when I was growing up in school. Like if you wanted to bully someone, you would call them a retard. Yep. Even if they didn't have any intellectual um, disabilities. Yep. And, you know, I just, I, I wonder when, you know, if, if, if we all get our favorite word that we're going to eliminate, and I've got mine, you know, I don't, I've got, I've got several. I got a, I got a page full what or words more. Would you like to eliminate that well, you could say on the radio? I hate raise um, the term to to, raise. to 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 knock down a building. Oh. to raise mm-hmm. because it sounds like you're building the building. That's a dumb word. Mm. Um, but that's nigger, not an offense. niggardly. I don't <laughs> like that in word. Real trouble for saying that word, right? Yeah. And and that you know it, it actually doesn't have anything to do with black people. It's right. some kind of Dutch word. Yep. Um, you know, the, so there's one that I don't particularly like. I don't like the term anarchist as it's used by people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the term. Uh, you know, there, there's all kinds of them out there. So those um, are know, those words are three that, that have that come make up to you mind right uncomfortable. Now. But do you have any words that offend you? As like, what if I the call- real n word. Uh-huh. Really offends me. My okay. um, one of my best friends, um, my, my best friend, but it, you know, it's we don't live close to each other anymore. His name's Julian. Um, he's black, mm-hmm. and I have been around when more than one person has used the N word to describe him. It's uh-huh. always been in a pleasant sense. 
Um, I He did tell me one time about a situation that had happened to him that day where somebody had treated him in a racist fashion. Mm-hmm. But these had always been sort of the, you know, the 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 camaraderie, com, com, uh, the sort of friendly use of the N-word as mm-hmm. opposed to the, the, the mean use of the N-word. Okay. And I don't accept it yeah I, I don't like it and it makes it makes me angry that uh, somebody would use that term to describe my friend and I don't care whether it's friendly or not so I yeah. don't like that word at all and it makes me very uncomfortable yeah I feel but I've s- used it and I've used it in anger there have been a lot of these words that people attempt to take back right mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of people have tried to take back the n-word and use it as like a symbol of pride or camaraderie or whatever I knew an, uh, an Indian guy who wanted to be called a coolie oh I've never heard that before it's kind of funny I yeah. mean, it's it's like really like it's Indian, a play on the the N word thing. Asian Indian or American Indian? No, uh, Asian Indian. Okay. Yeah, you know the uh, subcontinent Asia, okay. of Asia, uh, India, the Indian subcontinent. Yeah. Yeah, and there are some words like I mean, fag is another one, mm-hmm. right? Um, some gay people refer to each other as gay guys will say that to each other, and some people don't mind it. And actually, I've heard a lot of discussions on uh, the show Flaming Freedom, which is kind of a uh, offshoot, maybe a free talk live, some of the co-hosts involved. And FlamingFreedom.com? It was a 40-year-old gay man and a 20-something-year-old gay man talking about the word fag. Mm-hmm. And the, the young one had no problem with it. Yep. The older one said, no, that still stings. I can't accept that word. Mm. You know. And I don't know, maybe it's a sign, it's, it changes with time like or what, with what you grow up with or with how much acceptance you know, or how much bullying you've encountered. Uh, the word slut is another one. Uh, there are some people who want to reclaim the word slut and make it as a se- it ever sex any, positive a good, word. Was it ever a good term, slut? It it used to be a derogatory term yeah, in the I past. I can't imagine that it is anything but that. And there are people who, um, there's a book written in the 1970s called The Ethical Slut, and it's about polyamory, actually. Okay. And it's a very famous book. And I think that was the beginning of trying to take back that word. But well, It's also know. the beginning of trying to sell a book, and it'll uh, catch attention. Yeah, I mean, but they their whole thing was to redefine it and make it a term of pride. And I don't know. I've I've never been able to get on board with it. I don't know if it's because I'm old. I mean, that book was written before I was born, right? People started redefining You're that word. You're not old. <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> not by, still not by in my 20s. <laughs> so um, I guess what I'm trying to say with this is that words have different, some words have different um, connotations for different people, right? And I think what matters is... If you're talking to someone, especially if it's someone you know, you want to make them feel comfortable and respected. And so maybe you um, you choose what words to use based on respect for that person's comfort. Now, Ann Coulter doesn't know this person, wasn't trying to make anyone comfortable, and is actually trying to stir up trouble. So I can kind of see why she used uh, this word. Yeah, I'm just wondering, are all epithets, insults, and derogatory terms now off limits? Is that what it's it? What is that what the, the the idea is? We can we can choose to not be offended too. That's another thing. We can empower ourselves. 855-450-3733. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. 
855. Why am I giving the number out? This is the last segment. Well, you might be able to sneak in here, so I'll go ahead and give it out. 855-450-3733. It's the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. And when you do your online shopping this uh, holiday season, remember Free Talk Live. You don't have to give us anything except an extra... You could, though. Give us bitcoins or... I suppose you could. (laughs) Uh, but, you know, you can give give to us simply by doing your online shopping through shop.freetalklive.com. If you're going to shop through Amazon or any of the other online retailers we have there, the extra moment, and it's really just a moment, a click or two, to if you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you can do your shopping there. And it you get the same prices, the same service. Everything would be the same for you. The shopping experience is the same. I swear it is. Just use shop.freetalklive.com, and we get a little, little smidge, a little percentage, shop.freetalklive.com. So, Stephanie, we are talking about a situation here, and I hope I don't sound callous in, in this situation. I certainly don't wish any ill on this uh, gentleman, Dennis, and his uh, son, Caleb, um, regarding his uh, condition or anything like that. And I certainly wouldn't call his, uh, his son uh, you know, some derogatory term. But I'm right. wondering—I got this email today, and I'm wondering— what is going to happen to the language? Can no one express a negative thought? Because I'm motivated by what he says. Don't ever use the term retard again. Never use it again. And that's the claim. He has a, a special needs son. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, would it have been any different if uh, Ann Coulter had said that Barack Obama was special needs instead of uh, retarded on Twitter? Would it really make Maybe any difference? Maybe for him, but it still would have... I guess, express the point that she doesn't like him. Right. I mean, it would just, it'd be then sullying the term special needs. Barack Obama's special, if you know what I mean. Mark, you know, um, isn't this, I I would make the argument that isn't this how social change is made without any coercive pressure from like the government? You know, he started a petition. This is a completely Mm -hmm. voluntary thing. Yep. You know, he, he wants to put some social pressure on Ann Coulter to make her reconsider her choice of words. Yes. And other people. I'm asking. Uh, and 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 I could make uh, you know the I, I I could put social pressure on people. I've used this example with you in the past to call me big daddy uh, big daddy rhino schwanz, <laughs> and uh, you know it's it's a ludicrous situation where uh, you know I suggest that well, everybody must need... call me big daddy rhino schwanz. Otherwise, it's insulting. Anything, and we need to give some background on that too because there was a situation that happened on Free Talk Live. If you you may be able to find it if you go back in the archives. But I said on the show once that I like to be called a woman. And okay. Instead of a girl. Right. I don't like to be called a girl because I don't think it's accurate. I'm, you know, around 30 years old. I'm not a girl. I'm a woman. It's a stronger point you make because you're saying, please don't call me Mm -hmm. a girl. Please call me a woman. Right. Whereas, um, you know, what you haven't done is started a petition that would say, Ann Coulter, (laughs) please never use the term girl again. Because this is a really great example. You're offended by what is... in, in. I wouldn't usage. say I'm, I'm not even offended. I just have a preference. Okay, you have a preference. And a lot of people, people assume are... that I was offended. And I think we can choose to not like have it be the end of our life if we hear a word that we don't like. And I choose that, of course. I just have a preference and I want to make it known. And actually, I got a lot of negative feedback from that. And then you said, well, I'm going to make everybody call me Big Daddy Rhino Schwantz. But I don't think that's quite the same because it's, it's not... Okay, it's first, a positive versus a negative. Yeah, and I mean, you could argue that people who with with um, intellectual disabilities or special needs, they're kind of like a, an oppressed group, or they're kind of a, a group that encounters negative social, uh, I don't know, sentiments. I guess so. You know, 
I think we can make an argument that it's a little bit, you know, more considerate to try to make them feel more comfortable, to try to put them on maybe an equal playing field with other people. You know, like, don't because here's the the father says that uh, he suggests uh, that anyway, even worse, she's insulting that um, she's insinuating that my son is stupid or less than human just because he has a disability. And I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I guess I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't know his son and I don't know what his disability is. But that some people that are retarded are stupid. And I don't know what to say about that. Wait, some people that are retarded are stupid? What does that mean? Aren't so, they? Uh, I mean, I mean, what, can we no longer use the term stupid? What does the term stupid mean? I mean, Do you mean some people who have like disabilities, like intellectual disabilities? Yes. Yes, sure. I I mean, I, I don't know how to, de- I so. mean, can we no longer, you know, I mean, it's it's like this weird situation where you're trying to describe the one black guy in the room without saying black guy, right? I mean, it's, it, I, if you have a mental disability and, mm-hmm. you know, it's a learning disability or whatever, I don't know what to use and, and maybe stupid isn't the right terminology to yeah. use in that circumstance, but I, it, it's hard. I mean, if you, if you're trying to uh, please everybody, it can yeah. be really hard to do that. I understand. So and you don't I, even know who you're offending at any given time. She sent out a tweet and some mm-hmm. anonymous guy from North Carolina or someplace says, you know, he starts a petition and gets 75,000 people to, yeah. uh, you know, to, to get her to stop. And I, I don't think that Ann Coulter is some kind of poor, uh, you know, woman who can't defend herself or anything. You know, to me, she's uh, She's an annoying harpy. And, you know, I'm not trying to insult harpies. I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, hey, I know what I know what a harpy is. I know what Ann Coulter does for a living. These two things, they kind of match up in my mind. So wait, but isn't a harpy um, a gender fictitious. specific term for like a woman? She, and she's a woman. Uh huh. Like, OK, <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying like I, I wasn't offended by that just to make it clear. But it, like, I guess my point is, do we need to. What's the point of all this name calling? Like, if you have a really good argument that's based on facts, you don't need to call names, right? And so you can avoid. Do you think all this that people stuff. are motivated by facts? Um, well, some people are. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. Some people they don't sell. They don't sell cars with facts, man. They sell cars <laughs> with pictures of Ruma Zoom Zoom, and they uh, got they got music that you're used to hearing, you know, um, or whatever. Uh, Desperado. Then maybe I'll never be as famous as Ann Coulter, but I would like to personally. It's a goal that I would strive for to try to use facts instead of call names. I think that there's a val- I think there's absolutely value in doing that, but if you want to move the masses, that you need to consider that the masses are often motivated by things besides facts and logic and mm-hmm. uh, critical thinking. Sure. That uh, you know that there's, you know <laughs> Ann Coulter is a player, a pundit in the community of politics and politics she as you just read she certainly has her name of her share of being called names too of course so, you know. she could take it she certainly can take it and <laughs> she likes to fight about it and that's fine i mean she's she descends into that arena but i'm just wondering about the average person is there no derogatory term one's allowed to use ever one must one always speak on this highest of levels where one's always using logic and never using uh, an accusatory you uh, second person you um you know what must one speak like this all the time? And is one a callous, evil individual if one does not? I mean, if I ever let the, well, he's an MFer slip, I mean, obviously I'm not suggesting he's effing his M. I'm saying that, <laughs> you know, that, that I have, I disagree with that individual. And I, by the way, think that uh, MFer is generally a uh, gender specific uh, derogatory term. And I don't think that that's such a terrible thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, is it always going to be, 
all or nothing. I mean, like you could try with your best, with your heart in the right place. And you'd have a crappy life. To respect people, right? And to, like you said, you have a friend that's transgendered, right, Mark? I do. And you try your best to use the pronoun that they prefer. Yes, and I have a terrible time at it. And sometimes you screw up, right? Most of the time, it seems like. (laughs) Okay. Well, and you knew this person as one gender, and then they transitioned, right? So, um. I think if you have good, like if you're trying to keep the other person's comfort in mind, it's hard for them to impeach you or impugn you so much. I think if you're talking to an individual, and wasn't trying. Yeah, I think this is uh, talking to an individual. But if you're talking to a large audience, yeah. then I think it's a different story. Let's take David's call here sure. in the last few minutes of the show. Good evening, David. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say that um, Ann Coulter could have. Uh, who was she insulting? Well, she was insulting Barack Obama by calling him right. the retard. But right. this is a father of a um, an individual special needs, and yeah. he um, is saying that he's insulted that his son is being insulted or something I like understand. that. Uh, well, I think she could have chose a word that insulted Barack Obama particularly, and 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 avoided insulting a group of people who uh, are the subject of disrespect, uh, you know, insults, et cetera, et cetera. And she could have chosen uh, a a word that uh, was particular to him, maybe, and um, would have been just as effective if, without um, slighting a whole group and mass of people that... um, have a difficult. You might have a few more obstacles. Yeah, it's a it's a great account. point, David. What if she had said libtard, or what if she, you know? I've heard people who support Ron Paul being Ron Paul being called Paul tards. Yes, right. There, I haven't heard much um, uproar. There's no petitions about those, right? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's white guys mostly that support Ron Paul, so you're allowed to you're sure. allowed to say whatever you want about them. David, I do appreciate. Appreciate you giving us a call. I don't know about that. What's that? I don't know about that. It's pretty common. You can say whatever you want about them. I'm making a generalization. You can find out more here at freetalklive.com. In the meantime, we'll be back in 21 hours. It's uh, freetalklive.com. It's been Mark. And Stephanie.